Yeah, now it's going, but it keeps going and then just stopping. Is it a limiter? As far as I know, it's going go, it's going fine, unless something doesn't go fine. Well, that's horse shit. We're, gonna, we're about to start. We're started. We're, we're, we're running. We're running. Running wild. Right, Joe? Right, Joe? We're not doing this no more. You're right, Koba. Thanks, buddy. I feel like at some point in time, we're going to end up too close for comfort, but... I think this is actually kind of already too close to be comfortable. How does it feel sharing the mic with me? It's, um, all I smell is sun chips, so. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to Thurgo's Podcast. We are currently live, well, we're not live streaming. We're just, not. we're not streaming. Not right now. We're just recording in the Hardwood Studios. Right here, I got Joe to my right. What did it do, Gators? And in front of me, beloved brother, friend, comrade, just all around great fucking guy. We got Charlie the Iceman special right here. Yeah, man. What's up? How you hey. doing, bud? It's good to see you, man. I'm good, man. I'm I'm officially just a part of the Thurgos gang now. I think I'm 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 declaring myself as part of the Thurgos podcast. If that's all right, I, I'm not even asking permission. Nah, I think it's a uh, I think it's quite all right. I think the audience will probably be like, yeah, finally, someone who has like, some like, experience in something like this anyway. Well, I have no experience, so even better. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I need to add something on to it? Well, because currently we're sharing a fucking mic, so either you you need to butt in, or we're going to end up... <laughs> well, I did, uh, I did my little call tag, so I thought that was all I had to do. Now you're doing good, man. I think it's just some point in time we're gonna end up like, like I said, real close, real, real close. Yeah, okay. You wanna do it at the same time? I don't want to. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so Charlie, what's been going on, man? It's been a fucking minute. That makes me wish that this was uh, a live stream. <laughs> yeah, this was actually filmed. People need to see what I just saw. We're gonna get there one day. Like, we were, we were there. We got some things happening around us, as everyone knows. The state of Louisiana has been put on pause for a lot of people, and uh, big, uh, big blessings to those who are unharmed and for what they have, and just big prayers for everyone down south, man. So we're gonna dive right into the oddest shit, huh? Might as well, man. So uh, I know all the listeners out there knows and have seen the local news and their news and what I'd have done to. Southwest Louisiana, which is uh, is it no Southeast Louisiana? My bad. Nicholas is coming for Southwest Louisiana right now, but that's another topic. But you know, hurricanes down here is starting to become uh, a yearly occurrence for us, and uh, I don't know if it's due to global warming, the world just tilting in the right way to con conduct these powerful storms. But if y'all are out there and y'all got a little bit of spare cash and you don't want to donate to a good cause, Southeast Louisiana could use it because there's a lot of places besides New Orleans like Homa and 
surrounding areas that got hit real hard too. So if y'all got some spare change, make sure y'all find a good organization to donate to. And that's like one thing I like to say. I want to just add in real quick. Like when a lot of people think Louisiana and hurricanes, they just, you know, automatically think New Orleans, which, you know, I, I understand that. But like just Joe just said, you know, there's places like Homa, Gretna, Laplace got, you know, tore up pretty bad. It's just like it, it literally hits home, you know, and no pun intended, but it, it's everybody suffers around here. What about, what about your friends and family down south, Chuck? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Just over the past year, what happened with with Laura and like how it affected Lake Charles, and and less than a year later, uh, Ida hits and 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 southeast East Louisiana and gets hit. It's just you know, I, I doing the traveling that I do and meeting people that are that ask me where are you from, and I'm, I'm like Louisiana, and and I tell them like, you know, they ask like, what part of Louisiana? I'm like Oakdale. And I've been I've been claiming Oakdale lately when I tell people where I'm from because even though nobody knows where it is, it's a um, it's a good topic of conversation. But the the fact of the matter is is when they ask like, oh, so if you were in Oakdale, you weren't affected by the hurricane. And and the truth is, it's like when a hurricane hits Louisiana, it affects Louisiana and. And even our our neighbor states, it affects everybody that's living on the coast. So when a hurricane comes, regardless of where it hits, it hits some of our friends, some of our family, and it's just a big blow to the the southern states in general. So it's you know even if it misses where you're staying at, it's hitting where some of your homies are. So it's just so it's, it's all a scary thing, and then. The media itself doesn't cover certain st- storms. Because, or they over embellish something. Like what you were saying about, you know, it doesn't just hit New Orleans, but, you know, it, it, it hits Louisiana, you know. So, And as I've gotten older, I've gotten to be acquainted with people that are all over Louisiana. And so when it hits, it hits, you know, it hits home. And then it always, uh, even though we might not feel the full effects here, because uh, when Ida passed through, we were on the west side of the storm, and we got little to nothing going on. But for Louisiana folks like us, even though we might not be in the path of the storm, like you said, we know what it is to go through a storm. Mm-hmm. And in less than two years... We've been hit by two major hurricanes on both sides of Louisiana with Laura last year and with Ida this year. And both hurricanes were over Category 4s. So you're talking about the whole bottom of the state within two years getting pounded Mm -hmm. by two of the strongest storms in the last 20 years. And then in the Gulf right now, we have a tropical storm brewing, which is Nicholas, which is threatening southwest Louisiana with a lot of rain and flooding. And our neighbors to the west, Texas, getting a lot of that too on the coastline. But just know that if it don't come through your certain area of the state, like it, like Ida didn't come through ours, but we're still here to support them because we know what it is to not have. Mm-hmm. And 
central Louisiana, which where we are in Oakdale, when Laura came through, it was like maybe a, a tropical storm, maybe a, a hurricane one. But mm. we still, I was living in the middle of Oakdale in the middle of southwest Louisiana, and I didn't get power for almost three weeks. And that's a, that's a big thing, not having electricity for three three weeks. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. They're like, oh, be, where are you going to go for the storm? Or where are you going to take shelter? And, like, where are you going to be? You know, and then after the storm's over, they're like, oh, were you safe? Were you okay? And you're like, yeah, but this is where the, the, the hardship comes through. You know, like, this is where... This is where it gets real is when your power shuts off and you're without electricity in Louisiana heat for two to three weeks at a time. And, you know, and, like, I'm blessed as far as the ability to 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 find generator or find a place or just be able to leave. Some people don't have the ability to leave, so they have to sit at their house with no electricity and, like, and like yeah, all right, you got a generator, but now you got to find gas. Now you got to pay for gas to run that thing and then some people don't even know how to run generators so they run them where the exhaust is going right into their house and people end up dying man it becomes a third world country it becomes like apocalyptical man it's just you know when you shut off these people's electricity in these in these southern states where the heat is just is unbearable it, it it gets ugly people start doing desperate things they start robbing and looting and shooting and and just the anger and the frustration comes out um, i'm glad you like had brought up the the whole fact that not everybody have the has the means to really evacuate out of their area mm-hmm. and and sometimes like people will say oh, well, why don't they just leave well mm-hmm. really you, you can't sometimes some people really just can't leave mm-hmm. and that's the type of thing that can like you know, make or break, like the the whole story, man. Because sometimes there there are the good and the bad, like you were saying. Like it, sometimes it does break people down to where people turn against themselves and only look out for themselves. But there is some, like uh, I, I will say, I was out of power too last year for about three weeks and water. But for the area that I was in, the 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 uh, the community mm-hmm. th- themselves uh, had just like better the situation just by coming together and yeah everybody wants a happy story a happy ending and shit mm-hmm. like that but it's not like that all the time mm-hmm. yeah and and like as far as New Orleans goes like you know New Orleans didn't get hit as bad as the southeast area and like the deeper states but the evacuation process itself puts people in a bind because like all right you do live in a city and you have a car, but this car is a 2009 Altima or something like that. And like, it's just used to get you to your, you know, you, you saved up all your life to get this 2009 Altima and it's just used to get you to your job in the city. It's not made for the interstate. No. These, these old cars, these old, like, and like, that's what some of my friends were saying when they were evacuating is they'd see a bunch of like, old cars broken down on the side of the interstate and these people were begin- getting stranded, you know? Trying to leave. So even if you do have somewhat of the means to leave, you know, you're in a bind. And, and this year, they gave us about 
three days to evacuate, yeah. and that's what everybody like was in a, a scurry, and like people were evacuating during the storm. It was just it was a shit show, man, to say the least. Um, some of the uh, I, I know, like I always refer to them as like the family, as our family of friends that mm-hmm. you know, current voiders, you know, of the crew and shit like that. Um, anybody like close to us that we know, anybody is left without right now that you know I, I saw that the the saints back open up right yeah i mean as far as like the our our, our homies in business mm-hmm. uh, as far as new orleans is good uh we have some friends um tristan dufresne is our, our our resident void dj artist cool chick um she's her family from southeast louisiana so and and their um, their house just got destroyed, you know. So yeah. we've got homies. That's what I mean by like, you know, just because it didn't hit us, it did hit us. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. And I, I I feel weird about some of my friends in Lake Charles that like that are feeling real salty about um, the media not or the media making a big deal about this storm and just kind of bypass. Like they were saying, you know, upset about, oh, this is the worst storm in Louisiana history when it, you know, it destroyed Lake Charles last year and, like, they're like, we didn't get that type of media attention. It's like, that that shit doesn't matter, man. Like, this this Cajun, um, Cajun Navy, bro, that's cool. That's real Louisiana stuff, man. And, like... The fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter what the what media coverage is going to wherever, those people show up, and that is true Louisiana, like, uh, Cajun Navy. It is what it is. Like, they show up, and they go wherever it is on the coast, because they were, that Cajun Navy was going to Houston when it, when it flooded. They were going to New Orleans. They go everywhere, you know, and that's just the community in itself rising up it's a bunch of these hunters these rednecks you know for lack of better terms that are like i got a boat i got a big truck i'm made for this i was was bred for this (laughs) (laughs) i love them for it man it's beautiful it's it's the true um true identification of what louisiana culture is and and what we can do the southern hospitality goes a long way so far to where we'll you know, getting a boat, our boat, and put it in all these floodwaters and go rescue people that we don't know, you know? Yeah, I'm super proud of that, too, because, like, I have a lot of friends that are from out of state and, like, east coast, west coast, you know, mm-hmm. the north, too, even. And sometimes they, like, you know, over in Belarus, the whole, like, the the jokes about the south. I'm like, oh, well, of course y'all have a Cajun Navy. I'm like, motherfucker, that's a blessing, dude. Yeah, what y'all got? Yeah, yeah, like. I mean, we got, we got, y- y'all may have tornadoes or like blizzards and shit, but mm-hmm. this is what we got. We have yeah. a sense of community between one another. Yeah. Like the, like the, the want to help. And yeah, no, I mean, and we're not here to, to say that our Navy is better than their Navy either. Like, they, like when those tornadoes hit, they have a community outreach that yes, goes and, yep. and picks up for all their stuff. Like, it's just really about people hating on us because we're, because we're country, bro. Yeah, we're super country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> it is what it is, bro. Everybody gonna hate on everybody, but hey, it's all respect. I've had I've had a bunch of buddies come and go, and they were always just you know they get down here and like they they don't get used to it. for one thing the weather. Mm-hmm. 
that's the that's the one breaker for a lot of people who like come from different states from all around who aren't used to the South. The weather is what fucks them up so bad because of the humidity and like we you know we the, the hurricane right here in that cul-de-sac we call yeah. the Gulf of Mexico. You know, mm-hmm. that's just a way of life to us. We've mm-hmm. been around it our whole lives, and it's just like just part of like normality to us. Yeah. And so a lot of people I've seen just like they can't they can't thrive here like we do because it's our home, and I would rather live nowhere else. It's uh, it's man, and I'm, I wouldn't I would it's hard for me to speak on this because I'm not a scientist, I'm not a biologist, I'm not a marine biologist or anything like that. But it's it's the fact of the matter is is this global warming and climate change thing and like these storms are getting worse these climate like the freeze that just happened this past year that ruined people's uh, places just like the hurricanes the it's the extreme weather that's being changed by all these all, all of uh, you know oh yeah the uh, extreme weather if you want to you know dive into like the global warming thing whether you believe it, you don't believe it. That's ridiculous. It's not for me to believe. It's that yeah. I don't understand it. This That's ain't no flat earth shit. Yeah, this is, this no, is it's real not. Shit. It's not a, if yeah. you don't believe it or not. It's, it's get, like the weather. It's not whether worse. or not you believe it or not. No, no pun intended. Whether or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It the the weather's changing and it's drastically changing and becoming more extreme. You cannot deny that. So, whether whatever reason you want to put behind it. Like I choose to believe that it's because we're spewing trash into the atmosphere and and, and it's yeah and it's pissing mother mother Earth off. Like <laughs> that's the best scientific explanation that I could think of, man. And uh, again, I can't I can't explain why. I mean, the, the exact reason or a, re- a resolution for it. Uh, I don't I don't have that, but uh, I know that it's because of man. I think it's man, man-made uh, issues that's killing us through hurricanes and and extreme weather conditions. So uh, I, I got a question I want to propose to y'all. So since we live in a state like Louisiana, obviously, where these where these tropical storms, hurricanes, and everything else is going to be a consistent thing year after year after year so like me in my head i'm starting to prepare like even though ida didn't hit us last uh hit us this year it Mm kind of tracked it east i still went out and bought a big generator you know Mm -hmm. because it's a trending thing now you know what i'm saying used to when we were growing up it'd be like there's a bad hurricane coming every you know five to ten years you know we're going to get hit by something bad because it's been a while. Now it's like, what's going to hit us this year, you know? Mm-hmm. Or how many times are we going to get hit this year? Is that, as, you know, we're a collective we're a collective group from Louisiana. Yeah. And as Louisiana residents, do y'all feel like this is a trend, whether you believe in global warming or not, or how the environment is changing but do you feel like this is a trend that's going to happen maybe not every year but every other year every five years every shit every year you know Mm -hmm. one two three four 
hurricanes, tropical storms, and do you think that's a tough environment to live in? I mean, because it's tough yes. anyway, but is it going to be a prolonged, tough environment to live in in the state of Louisiana is what I'm thinking, well, right? Well, I, I I think it's, it's just tough for everyone. Because it's affecting multiple places around the world dramatically. Mm-hmm. Like we got fucking ice caps busting off like like miles wide, and shit like that. Yeah, but I think Joe's question was just like geared directly. Main, but so I guess to answer that would be like if you consider like the cities that are down south of Atien that are even south of Lake Charles, like these the cities like Cameron or the parishes like Cameron, and these people have built their houses hurricane proof. But not fully, and like the further down south, you get it's more people that are just like, "This is where I'm staying. I don't care what happens." And then what happens is every hurricane, every major event that happens where it keeps happening, this hurricane, like some of my friends that evacuated from New Orleans, they were like, "I'm not going back," you know. So that's what's gonna keep happening. It's gonna keep pushing people out that don't are aren't comfortable with it. So they're gonna move to other places, and it's gonna be few. Few people that stay, but they have they have to adapt, and you have to adapt unless you don't want to stay. But what's going to happen is south of I ten, the Interstate ten, it's going to be more play. It's going the, these cities are going to start looking like Cameron. They're going to start looking like these beach coastal cities. And the only reason why they aren't built on stilts is because big waters come through. You know, and uh, unless you're ready to do that, I think Oakdale's gonna be safe long after we're gone. But south of I-10, it's all gonna be super coastal. You know, like, and New Orleans will probably be gone within our lifetime, if not a little bit after. It'll be. I I'm hoping they they dig big canals like they. All, all right, so this is my cool New Orleans theory. I, I really hope it becomes like Italy. Check this out. Okay, so uh, <laughs> since the 1930s, the total amount lost land from Louisiana is 2,000 square miles. Mm-hmm. Today, Louisiana loses about 16 square miles a year yeah. due to erosion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, and you're, you're going to have a house. sea levels. Yeah. You're going to have how If you want to live down there, which everybody's going to be like, you're dumb. For living there, like everybody keeps getting wiped out. That's their home. Like, you're like, no, this is my home. I'm gonna build a fic- I'm gonna build a house on stilts. It's gonna be awesome, <laughs> and the flood's gonna go right underneath it. But that only lasts so long, and then people just keep building. Um, excuse, like, I don't know what to call it, but you know, I want to drift away. I'm tired of hearing all this negativity about fucking hurricanes. Because well, it's not negative. Oh, look. Hold up. Hold up. Before, before we just change the subject, there's a reason why we brought this up, because this is our community. This is Third Coast Podcast. It's our home. Yeah, we've got to represent There's a reason why it's the Third Coast, and the Third Coast is getting wiped out, and it's going to be the first. We're the, we're the first people that they say we're the stupidest and dumbest, and they don't... And, and like, apparently the... The people that are making all the money and exputing ex- 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 these gases into the atmosphere that are causing these storms, they're wiping us out. So like it's it's kind of like a like a wake up moment for sure because 
a lot of the people that we grow up, like, if I wouldn't have, like, learned about music and the arts and things like that, like, I would have been a pipeline or, or something like that, working in one of these big plants. <laughs> Stuck at Boise. <laughs> <laughs> working one of these plants that are, that are spewing these chemicals into the air. You know, and, like, that's what they want you to be. And, like, they want you to work for big oil and stuff. And I'm not trying to sound like some kind of activist or anything. But no, but you're absolutely correct, it just, it's At this point, it's, like, it is what it is. But like, there's, I mean, there, yes, that creates jobs, but does it create greater problems in the grand scheme of things? I, like, I was, like, when mm-hmm. I, whenever I showed up at Joe's dad's house earlier to watch the football game, which, shout out, fucking Saints for fucking... Yeah. Let's Killing go. it, man. Which, Fucking by the way, um, for the, the blow listeners, out. we're all wearing Saints jerseys. We are all <laughs> wearing Saints gear right now. We're suited up. We got to We got to take a picture. We gotta, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Oh, sure. and a uh, uh, quick. I know. Uh, real quick. Uh, fuck Donnie because he's out. He was over there fucking rapping the Donnie fuck out some shit, man. No, yeah, he's uh, the pope. He's one of the popes. Uh, yeah, I don't Bless know that. Yeah, so I was telling you, yeah, he is one of the popes. Bless you, boys. But uh, I was over. Or I showed up at uh, Pop's house to watch the game. You know, I was sitting there thinking, like, you know, I lived in Oakdale for, you know, like, 15 years. I mean, like, I'm from this area, from Elizabeth to Oakdale is where I grew up, you know. Mm-hmm. And going over to his dad's house, that's, like, one of my homes. Mm-hmm. When I'm in his house, there's nothing going on in the world except what's happening right then and there that evening in, in Paul's house. Like, we're in dad's house. Once we hit that blacktop, society's kicked right back fucking in, and it's a scary yeah. goddamn world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that, man. But it's also, like, the fact that the three of us Oakdale boys can sit here and, and sit around a microphone and put it out into the ether for whoever to listen to is, is, is groundbreaking as far as where we come from. Like, we are the last of the progressive people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just like astonished, and we're all with with what we're doing. I know we bring it up a lot, man, but thanks to our listeners, and we, we, we are putting in more effort. We have been since we started this. Thank you for our listeners, man, because we, we don't, we haven't gone out above and beyond to like put ourselves out there as much. But dude, I'm super thankful and blessed to have like the. The listeners that we do have, mm-hmm. and like the, we have numbers. Mm-hmm. We know what the numbers are, yeah. and it's just like, it's it's just weird to just actually just see it, see, see, seeing it in front of your fucking face, you know? Yeah. It's because they think your voice is sexy, Kobe. That's why they <laughs> tune in every week. I hate my fucking voice, and I'm sure I'm sure they do too, man. You could probably yeah. run this bitch by yourself, and it'll be that they'll skyrocket numbers. So yeah, <laughs> it's about the quality of the content. Yeah. And that's another thing. We are the original Third Coast. Represent Third. Don't, don't slap it on oh, the table. I'm sorry. I know you, I know I'm you getting, feel I get excited over here. Yeah. But uh, we are the original Third Coast because the Great Lakes, yeah, they do have a coastline, but that's a coast or a lake. We're the coast mm-hmm. of the damn ocean. So we're the original Third Coast. Knock that shit up there. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, you, you don't want to forget about Mexico when you when you talk about the third coast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you do have a point. <laughs> you have a very valid hey. point. <laughs> Not hating. 
I'm just, I'm not being a nationalist. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All my love to to uh, America and the and the, and the people of Espanol Orient. You know what excites me? Sponsors. <laughs> Fed the Void, 2021, Oakdale, Louisiana. If y'all ain't got a ticket yet, y'all make sure y'all go check out the website and go buy a ticket. Y'all, y'all still have general admission for sale currently, right? Yeah, man. Everything's wide open. Wide open, wide open spaces, man. Okay. Like that that one country song with those three chicks. Wide open spaces. The yeah. three chunk—they got canceled. They super got canceled, man. But now, now they're just the chicks. They're, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. <laughs> they used to be the Dixie chicks. Now they're just chicks. <laughs> I know a few chicks, but uh, I'm excited, though. It's, what, a few weeks away now? A few weeks away would be the exact description. And this is number four in Oakdale, right? Or number three? I would say that, man. Numbers are weird. What do you mean? They add up. Uh, Yeah, but we've done this thing in so many different ways and forms and, like, when you when you try to do outside events, they get postponed and canceled. And so if you if you imagine all the work we put into each one, even the ones that got canceled, I feel like we're on number seven. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as far as in Oakdale, number four. You're right. Yeah, we had the Plan B, the first one, and then the second one, and then this will be the third official, but the fourth one. The Plan B still remains my favorite. Just because of how magic, yeah, yeah I, we, magic. I, we've always Pure brought magic. up this this time around each year. We've always talked about it, but dude, that one impromptu plan B, that was special, bro. A storm too, you know. We're yeah, always yeah, yeah, yeah. Storms and like the uh, what we do in Louisiana. If you plan on anything to do anything outside, you better plan on weather. And it's bring your damn boots. Weather, you know, and like. That's why I'm also happy about how intimate and small it's this festival has still remained because the people that know about it know about it yeah. and they know how to come to it. They yeah. know what to expect. So like we don't want thousands of people. We're gonna select few hundred people. <laughs> Excuse me, Lord. We don't. We want to select few hundred people. I sound like Rick. <laughs> yeah, <perfect laughs> <good> speaking. <laughs> but that's that's what I that's one of the 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 many things I enjoy about it too. It is like, it's it's like uh, yeah. What's what's what am I looking for? It's kind of like exclusive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and without without sounding like you know, oh, it's a secret club. It's not. It's not secret. It's for those who want to experience it. Yeah, you know, it's it's not. We're not hiding it from anybody. You know, it's not. Something that we don't we we want to exclude anyone from, but we want to make it special for these few people, few hundred people that want to experience this, and uh, it's it's gonna do nothing but continuously grow more special for these people. That's our that's our main mission, you know. And like, it's not us putting on this thing for these people; it's these people putting this thing on for themselves. That's fucking gold, man. <laughs> Which I'm uh, totally super excited for because uh, 
had to expand the uh, list of interviews from 12 to 15 because just so much out love being poured on us for third coast to show up and you know these artists want to be interviewed so we're going to give them a platform to mm -hmm. be interviewed and we want to announce uh the loudness war which will be playing a song at the end of this podcast Fuck yeah. uh, is joined on for an interview and hold up rusty and the zydeco crush uh is going to huh rusty matwa yeah I can't say his last name. That's Matois. why I just, huh? Matwa. I don't know, bro. He probably. Uh, hopefully, he don't. I hope. It. Yeah, I hope he. But <laughs> that's why you, just, he'll tell you when you interview him. Yeah. So we uh, added him. Oh, I love his music. It's like fucking like K Bomb One Zero Point One. Yeah, bro, dude. That's my favorite radio station. It's dope. I mean, that one in a uh, eighty-eight point seven out oh, Lafayette. The other yeah. yeah. uh, they play everything, like every everything. No, bro, it's going to be so Louisiana special this year. Man. And like, I can't uh, we, even. We have our interviews set up like early. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be setting up our interviews early, close to, you know, like this area where we are currently to be more like allocated specifically for the artists. Yeah. Specifically, more intimate, yeah. early schedule. You get that out the way. That way, there, if, if something. We may just have a potential pop-up podcast for someone who we didn't get to, but yeah, we have 30 minutes to fucking throw it out. Mm -hmm. So the shit we schedule early in the morning, get that out the way, and then if something happens, we can still, we can still record a, a quick yeah, podcast, no, You guys man. got your hands full. I love it, bro. Yeah, I mean, That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point for the people that are, are trying to do something to have your hands full. I'm going to have my hands full. I got to play like... You always got your hands full. No, dog. but that's the whole point, bro. If you're out here doing something, you're supposed to push it to the limit. That's what, like all the food vendors, the art vendors, like vend your asses off. Hell that's yeah. the whole thing. Hell yeah. Know? Do your thing. Like the artists that come play, like we don't want to hear no cover music. We want to hear originals. We want to hear your most trippy set your 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 most artistic set the what describes your music or what describes your passion the most do that to the fullest you get your uh y'all got all y'all's uh, food vendors set up everything's set up well it's not gonna be a lot of food vendors because it's not a lot of people but uh blue oak barbecue is coming in to do uh quite a bit but we have we got jesse coming through yeah, well, yeah. Vo Voodoo Mama's always representing. Voodoo Mama's, yeah. even if even if Voodoo Mama is not the one serving you food, they are serving you food. They really it's are. It's always the they, Voodoo Mama. They, yeah, they, they really do throw the fuck that's, down. <laughs> that's what Voodoo Mama is about, you know? It's and Third Coast, uh, I guess if, if any potential artists that are, you know, we're representing for Fet Du Void 2021, uh, we will be giving some food back to some of the artists as a gift because everybody loves food. Everybody cooking. We we Louisiana Festival. Everybody. Yeah, cooking. we got we gonna be having. <laughs> Joe got a double burner. I'm bringing propane. Yeah. I got we got the black pots. We got groceries coming. Y'all in a good spot too. Man. Yeah, yeah, and like I'm, I'm very hardwood. very grateful VIP. for like you know Charlie. You've helped us out with like a lot of a lot of this man. Like, Dude. you know. You're doing this for us. We're doing this for you. You guys are my shit, homies, man. bro. Like yeah, we, we, gr brother, we, hey, we growed up together, man. We really did, man. I, got, I always say, man, we used to skateboard in that warehouse, mm -hmm. man. We used to like fuck ourselves up in that yeah. warehouse, dude. And it, it, it's like, look at us now. 
Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> we haven't grown. Yeah, we yeah. Look grown. at us. <laughs> if Steve from Blues Clues could see us now. <laughs> you know that motherfucker just did like a shout out shit on like Twitter. Yeah, that's why I said that, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> you thought I was just dropping Steve from I Blues Clues. I was late Clues. to the party about it. I'm like, man, oh. what the fuck Steve been doing, man? Look, fuck you, Steve. What you been doing, man? I got I got a ten bit I want to like throw on that motherfucker right there. T- twenty years, twenty years. You want to come back and tell me I'm doing a good? I ain't done a good job. <laughs> what are you talking about? Good? I did an alright job, but I ain't did a good job. Come back and pat me on the shoulder and don't even know me. Yeah, Steve, we don't need you no more, man. man speak a new... for yourself, dude. I need Steve every need day. Steve, Ever man. since he left, mm. ever since he left, I've been wondering. Hey, man. Well, yeah, I've been. Steve. I've been wanting to, like, getting back to Fed, dude, I've been wanting to ask this question, dude. What? What are with that ping pong tournament? Well, I guess you'll have to come to the void and find out, bro. Yeah, damn it, man. So, like, I mean, how's the teams work? You gotta, it's a sign-up. It's a sign-up, okay. Same with the spelling bee. We're going to have a late-night spelling bee. Oh, uh, I'm not going to be a part of either one of those. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not, yeah, I, I'm not capable. You uh, might be the perfect candidate. <laughs> hey, look, Miss Reed would beg to differ. Oh, yeah. I saw her at Walmart the other day. Hell yeah! Shout out Miss Reed. Hey, look, what uh, a nice lady. Shout got, out Jesse to her son. Yeah, He's a yeah, cool Jesse's dude. Dope. I got a question. Do y'all go to other WalMarts just why people won't know you? So me and China went to Vilplat's the Great Wall. You ever been to Great Wall? Yeah. In Vilplat, food delicious, but no. But going to Vilplat is like a nice little outing, you know. Yeah, it's a good. Not quite Alexandria, but it is. Terrible roads, good views. It's basically Alexandria, the same drive. Yeah, but what I'm getting at, have y'all ever went to a Walmart that's not your hometown? You ever went to a Walmart that's not your hometown, and happy that no one knows you there, so you can walk around freely. Because when I walk around Oakdale Walmart, at least once or twice. Someone's going to stop and want to talk to me mm. when I just want to get my stuff and leave. But when I went to Villeplatt Walmart, no one knew me. So I'm just walking all through the store and stuff, walking by people like, because no one knew me and it was nice. Yeah. With your head held high too, huh? <laughs> I get that, man. But I, at the same time, I've, I've, I've fully transitioned from where I was when I was a kid as far as living in Oakdale to where I am now living in Oakdale. And um, to me, depending on the the mood or the state of mind I'm in at the time, I'm kind of, in a weird way, excited when people in Oakdale recognize me and ask me what I've got going on, because I feel I've also felt like some a lot of the people in Oakdale are kind of intimidated by what we're doing out here, so they they avoid me. But at the same time, when people that do recognize me and ask what we got going on, they're like, "What y'all go? What y'all doing out there at the hardwood?" And I'm like, "Man, you gotta come check it out." Making bro. history and memories, man. That's what <laughs> like, Fuck, man. You know, so it's like, it's like you know, or like I'm just not ashamed of what I got going on anymore, or like I'm not scared of anybody here in Oakdale anymore because they should be scared of me if they are. Not so much scared. Maybe I maybe I said that wrong, but kind of sounded sketchy. But it was a I little sketchy. Yeah, I don't I want it to sound like that. You know, I just wanted to. I'm not ashamed of what we're doing, and I'm not ashamed of what I'm doing. 
So I do want to talk to people from Oakdale. Because, honestly, I feel like the majority of people in, in Oakdale or a small town in general, they move to small towns so that they can avoid people. Uh, and that's... And I get that, because that's kind of why I want to be out here, is so that I can just be have solitude and like not have to have a bunch of people... You know, asking what I'm doing or popping up in my house and, and things like that. But at the same time, it's like, yo, like, I know why you're out here. You're here to escape, re- like, society and reality and just so you can get in your own but you're bringing little hubby hole. But, you're but at the same time, it's like, you. yo, you could still be doing art and you could still yeah. know people that do art. And art is just something that people in the country lack. That's like uh, That's been my same complex for for a while because like i i have always considered myself like the black sheep of my family just because i am slightly different i got you know plugs and mm-hmm. in, in my yeah. fucking face like i have just we other tattoos than my family has you know mm-hmm. uh i'm uh, the, the first musician in my family you know yeah and it's something that i've always I, I i wouldn't say like resented but i always just found like lacking within society but People are going to be a product of their own environment. People are going to be themselves and how they want to be. I just mm-hmm. turned out to be, this is how I wanted to be, you know? But some people just, like, thrive on, like, the small town. And with that, it creates, they, they, they want that small town uh, problem vibe. And some people, like, look after that. But with this, you you're from here. You went somewhere else to thrive. And now you're, you, you've brought... Due due to circumstance, you've you've you know created an uh, you, you you created a fucking a new idea back home, mm-hmm. and I really I've always appreciated that because you brought like a little slice of paradise. Mm-hmm. I have too many friends to even like name right now yeah. because of you because you you've brought your family of friends this way, and now they know where Oakdale is. Yeah. I was talking to Joe. Dude, I was just scrolling through Instagram through uh, Brady shit. Yeah. And the other day, I looked through a post from like I don't know last year, year before that. Like ha- hashtag uh, hashtag uh, what did it say? Uh, who doesn't like Oatdale? Yeah. Like, motherfucker. That never even was a thing. I know, I know, but like seeing that, and just like <laughs> I like that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, no. Like, I go to New Orleans and I bring friends from Oakdale, like Kennedy and Lindsay, and like. They they even say it. They go to New Orleans and they they meet people and and they like people ask where they're from. They're I'm from Oakdale and people go, "You're from Oakdale?" Like, like Fuck yeah, <laughs> man. You put Oakdale on the map, bro. No, and it's just like I don't know. But again, going back to the Walmart thing, bro. Like I saw that dude. <laughs> I saw that. I think his name's Chris Cleveland. You know that dude? Yeah, I know Chris. But no, I and I don't want to like. I don't want to like. Um, call him out or anything but it was cool because fuck you cleveland we was just i was just walking down the aisle and he was walking the other way and i was like what's up chris and he goes what's up and then we just i just kept walking that's a motherfucker <laughs> i need to see i, I gotta get in t- contact with cleveland cleveland if you listen to this which I, i'm sure you, you don't but if I you think do, it was him man shit, i hope it I, you better fucking call me quickly it somebody else otherwise it's gonna be your fucking ass all right but Love anyways me. what i was saying is like i'm like yo what's up and like it, he was just like, "What's up?" And then like we just kept walking. So that's really like, I think like about the small town thing. It's just like you don't have to stop, and you you totally say, "Hey, I'm 
I'm in a hurry, man. I'd love to just stay in chat. Holler at me. I feel like I have a different relationship. It's just being real, bro. Being real with people. You, if you don't want to talk to them, tell them. <laughs> tell them you know you're in a hurry. You own some shit. See, <laughs> what what you're saying right now is the sole reason. It's not because I don't want to, you know, go to the the local Walmart, i.e., yeah. uh, Oakdale Walmart. <laughs> Cause I want to, cause but. I know I know where everything is. I know where where to find everything I want. That's cool. But when I go in Walmart, people I ain't seen mm-hmm. for months, years on end, meet me down an aisle in Walmart and act like my best friend, mm-hmm. and it drives me insane. Well, and bro, I, maybe you, know, you need to you start know, showing people your true colors, man. Just like, you know, like maybe they miss you, bro. Maybe you're too popular for your own good. Tell him what's it like to go to Walmart with me. Don't don't ever go to Walmart hey, with Kobe in Oakdale. Yeah, you go with Kobe. He's like, is there a porn DVD section? You 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 think you everybody in the world thinks they know everybody in the small town they live in, but Kobe will literally go down every aisle in Walmart and know every person that he passes by and has to talk for twenty to thirty minutes every time. I'm a nice fucking guy. All right, I I don't want to be re- misrepresented by no one or myself <laughs> because I'm a nice fuck. I, I'm, I have a thing at work now. I'm like, oh, you know why I picked that shit up? I'm gonna use this guy's name, John. You know why I picked that shit up? Why? Because I'm a good fucking person. I talk to those motherfuckers. I might not like them. Yeah, man. I might I might I might love them. I might talk to them for twenty minutes. You but never dude, know. Like it's just like. It's special. That being able to go to the store and seeing people is is a lost love. Well, that's why Buddy still has the back boys. I know. And I've, I've I know. I resent <laughs> it because I work there, but I also admire it. But you you know go to city. You go to big cities now. They everybody's getting that. their stuff delivered yeah. to their door, and everybody's staying inside, and everybody's not doing anything because they don't have to go outside and deal with people. They can just stay online or, or just do whatever they want to do, bro. Uh, con, no, I'm, uh, con, uh, was it uh, non-contact socializing with people? Yeah. Yeah, and that's way easier, obviously, but it's really not, man. And, like, yeah, that shit is uncomfortable because you've seen a person you haven't seen in a long time and you're just there to get eggs and shit. But, you know. Yeah, let's spark that thing, bro. Anybody who's listening to this podcast this deep into it will not mind me saying, let's spark that shit. (laughs) There's something I want. Like, dude, Oto has a CBD and hemp billboard. We got a new smoke shop. What? Uh, rock, <laughs> rock, rock, and rock and rolls. rolls. Where the it's fuck is that? Va- it's uh, over by Pizza Hut. It's really cool. That's I think it's awesome. The, I, think, I think it's the same people that do Yum Yums. I want to say. That's incredible. I, I think so, too. See? I've been going to Suzy's, though, bro. That's the headiest store in town, <laughs> bro. I bought a It's Rollins. not Suze no more. What is it? I don't know. It's the it's, store. Uh, it's the a, store. A, Those people in there are so cool, bro. Name? They're like, where y'all from? Sam? Sam. The owner's name is Sam. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's nice as shit. Cold fucking beer. Yeah, dude. Man, I They're cool, bro. They got all the heady stuff. Hey, can I, uh, I gotta intrude a second. Uh, you brought up Cleve earlier. Hey, if y'all ain't listened to it yet, go listen to episode 105, What's the Excuse, featuring Cleve. Uh, Cleve. Y'all need yeah. to check that out if y'all want to hear him speak 
because he's got a lot of good knowledge to spread. Man, I hope that was him that I saw in Walmart, bro. I'm going to feel dumb if he it's hears cool. this. It's got to be, man. It, yeah. I think it was, man. Anyway, he must have been just as cool as I was about just being like, what's up, man? And he's like, what's up? And we just kept walking. <laughs> Actually, no, that probably wasn't him because if it was him, he would have talked to you. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, no, no, no. It's not like that, bro. It's an understanding of cool cool people at Walmart. They're like, yo, you here to get eggs and shit? I'm here to get eggs and shit, too. Let's be about our merry way. <laughs> shit, yeah. Hey, man, did you uh, play drums last night? No, 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 man. I saw Glass Animals in Houston last night. Oh, that's night. right. You said that. Um... But uh, your brother and Will played here, and uh, Yum Yums, yeah? Will and and, uh, and Hunter Romero and Zach. Oh, okay, and, right on. And there's this young cat named Trace Johnson out of, uh, he's somewhere out of, around where we're from, but he's doing, like, country stuff, and he got up and played. I really want to get this dude introduced. I want to start bringing up more Louisiana artists outside of New Orleans. I want to bring Oakdale artists. I want to make that a thing, man. Like, I want I want to start um bringing on people from around here that are that are that love the arts and like like even if it's like high school kids like i want to start doing all age concerts and stuff here like yeah that's miss angie you're up there right well here mainly at the hardwood i know but yeah, i know miss like, angie uh, yeah yeah, yeah. dude no she, they she loves you guys mm -hmm. like she loves every anytime anything y'all do anything yeah. up there man i went up there I think it was about a month ago. It was my first time going up there in about a year. Yeah. Just because I moved and shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, Saul, Jack, and all of them up there. Yeah. Fucking you love. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my dude. But uh, Charlie Murray. They, they, they just wouldn't shut up about you and your friends. All the musicians that come up. about you, bro. No, I ain't played there. I'm trying uh, to play, you, dude. You, that's why they was talking to you. Because you were my friend, too. I love you, man. You're a good dude. I love you, Appreciate bro. Appreciate that. No, they they it, they they enjoy the music, but also it's the sense of community because it's here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they know it's not some whack shit, bro. It's right, not, right, right, right. Small town America is being taken over by meth heads and 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 and, and people that don't want to talk to each other. You know, I I, I got a question that ask <laughs> about that because, as being a member of the Iceman Special, being the member of like you know, the trios and all the small venues that y'all do do together mm -hmm. as artists. Do -do. But do -do. fuck right. you, Koba. Um, <laughs> but when you play a small venue, like, say, Yum Yums, compared mm -hmm. to the venues that y'all play in, like, New Orleans, Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, Florida, you know, all the places the Iceman travels around the fucking coastal plain. Yeah. But is there a difference... Like, do you, I'm not saying do you enjoy one more than the other, but does it feel good to play your own music in your own town and not have to copy somebody else's stuff, but playing your own creative art and people actually like it? Does that bring a sense of joy to you as an artist from here to play music in front of people from here? I guess uh, it really just boils down to the fact that I enjoy being a musician and what's given me the ability to be the musician that I am over the past years that I have been is knowing my role and not letting my ego or my wants and or needs get in the way of my role as a musician 
And uh, what makes me happy is for people to be enjoying the music, dancing, and, uh, you know, enjoying it. You know, like, uh, I, like there, there was a time where I thought, that like oh, okay we we can go back to Oakdale and bring Iceman and like have a big Iceman show at uh, at the hardwood and invite people from Oakdale and we did that it was we called it the Turkey Jam and uh, we had Holly Rock and Iceman and we were like we're, we're the same band let's do that so we got up here and we got a bunch of people in Oakdale it was a bunch of my parents friends so it was a bunch of older people and like my family and people from Oakdale and uh, we did we did it we did Holly Rock here in Hardwood, people came, they paid, they bought tickets, and, they, and then they watched Holly Rock, and then we transitioned into Iceman. And um, people were just like, what is this? You know, they they didn't know what it was, you know, and it basically it was kind of like shocking, almost. Where now... It's a switch there in genre, like, And like, they didn't understand the fact that it was yeah. the same people, like, playing different a band and like these they're different songs a different thing like the light changed they're like they just saw us playing music and then all of a sudden we started playing heavier and weirder stuff that they didn't like i think it's more like complex and dynamic y'all you guys have like i get that you know, you got, i get you that guys, you, you guys understand ex- it though you guys excelled yourselves you, but from, here but let me finish know. so now that what i'm saying <laughs> is as a musician now i know where to what to do and when to do it and where to do it. So what makes me happy about going to Yum Yums is learning songs that I like to play that they also like to hear. So, and that way we all have a good time. So Neon Moon, Brooks and Dunn, one of the greatest country songs ever. Everybody knows that song. Everybody knows that song. We like to play that song. We play that song. Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings. I love all that stuff. I just stick to that when I go to Yum Yums and play. They love it. I love it. We all have a good time. I don't have to force Iceman or or any type of weird psychedelic music onto them. And I also get to blend psychedelic music into that type of music. So they love it. I love it. We all have a good time. And like, like, so it's making me understand, like, all right, play to your crowd, but also don't forget your own passion and, and what you want to play. Because I'm not going to go over there and play wedding music and and take requests and do what everybody wants me to do at the same time. I'm going to do what I want to do that I know that everybody likes, and if they don't like it, they can go fuck themselves at that point. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of <laughs> bands who only like strictly play to their direct demographic. Like especially with cover bands and like you know live performers yeah, no, within bars like that. I know some dudes that do the cover band stuff, bro. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Adrian, like uh, the guy who plays drums with us, him and Daryl, our bass player. <laughs> Daryl plays drums and cover bands, and so does Adrian, our yeah, drummer. Dude, and like, I don't get me wrong, bro. Like, I know some dudes that do that too. But to me, and just based on what they've told me, it seems like they fucking hate their lives, bro. Because it's the same charade. And they're just like pretending to be somebody else, and like. But no, don't. I've seen no, good wedding bands, and I've then I've seen like bands that just like there's there's always one leads, like everybody else in the band is cool with it, like playing their instruments. But then there's a lead singer that always thinks that he's actually like Freddie Mercury or something. Right, shit. right, right, right. <laughs> like, and uh, look, no, I'm not bashing anybody, man. I'm trying to be cool about this, but at the same time, it's just kind of strange to me. Like you living a lie or something. It's just, I just never would want to do that. I would just go fucking be an electrician or something. It is what it is, man. I talk, uh, 
I talked to a couple of cats that uh, are local to like the Leesville area, and you know they they play like all those around there, like swamp bottoms, whatever the fuck it's called, and shit like that. And that's what they do. But they, and in their own right, they are choosing to yeah. create that moniker for themselves. Yeah. And again, dude, like the drummer of those type of bands has always got a badass kit, and he's a cold ass drummer. And he's like, dude, I'm but just he's, like, he's, he's just doing like the. No, I'm just like, I'm a fucking, I'm a drummer. This dude's tripping, but I'm just like killing it with the drums, <laughs> bro. Like seriously, like this dude singing lead is like probably a, a crazy. Egotistical, nar- narcissistic dude that like thinks he's, um, whatever, bro. What's the dude from uh, Guns N' Roses? Axl Rose. Yeah. Anyways, bro. Anyways. Y'all got me over here hating. Oh. Well, <laughs> you know. Uh, dude, I love to hate, man. <laughs> I love to hate. Well, you know. This might be a weird question to ask, Hell but yeah, I, yeah. I gotta go ahead and only. just like for you to ask a weird question. I gotta tippy toe into this question because <laughs> you know y'all are both artists. Y'all are both y'all played at venues, big venues, played Kobe hey. all over the state. You an artist, y'all? I heard what so, you do on that tractor, bro. Tractor, not no more, not no more. I. Oh, there was this one episode where you was talking about riding a tractor, and he was uh, like, "Oh, like, that's when he was at the fucking nursery shit, dog." We can't go into another wormhole, but no, okay, look, small, s- small into the right, wormhole. Right, right, right. Just let me dive a little bit. Let's go. Okay, so riding a tractor in the sun sucks. Is bouncing around, but oh, so we are going into that that's wormhole. Look, it's cool. it's a short it's a short thing like if you find the right spot to sit on the tractor seat the oh, yeah. and hit the right bumps, oh, yeah. it's not a bad day in the sun. That's all I'm gonna say. That's it. Okay, so y'all y'all played great 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 venues no, and no, everything, okay? So what's the as an artist or like you went to perform somewhere, what's like one of the like one of the worst things that happened? Like I I wanna know. I want to know what's like one of the worst things that happened. Like what was like like a traumatizing moment as an artist that you're like, am I really gonna keep doing this or am I gonna keep going? All Did right, you have that you. moment? I got one. Like you went to like a, a like a show and like it's hyped up and then like you like perform and there's like nobody there or something or like you get there and something breaks or like someone one. replaces you or something like that. Do you? You have a story that you're willing to share for the Third Coast podcast community. I got, I got one. It, uh, it was actually one of our biggest shows we had played in Shreveport, and we were about two songs from finishing the set, and it was one of our biggest crowds, our hypest crowds. We, we, we actually got paid for that one, which was you know kind of outstanding in all regards, but. Um, I think uh, Cleveland had not changed his strings in a while. I think it was Cleveland. And he had busted both of the top strings on both his, like, he had, like, I think he was playing, he had a seven string and two six strings. And we could, we could play B, like, we played in drop B, like, majorly because of the type of metal we were playing. But he busted. The, uh, he only brought two guitars with him and busted the top string out of both of them just by 
I guess not changing strings frequently or playing too hard. I don't know. He might have been fucked up. I don't know. And uh, we couldn't finish our set because we didn't have strings <laughs> or or time to like replace the guitar strings. And so that was like literally one of the most embarrassing moments ever because yeah, being like busting a string and not having having nothing to re- yeah, like so replace it with. Yeah, so we're just like, dude, that happens with like playing bass, bro. A ba- like nobody like backup pr- bass. You don't have a backup bass. <laughs> yeah, backup bass. Like you, know you have backup saying? guitars. Yeah, you don't have a backup bass, and you don't have backup bass strings either. So I'm, oh uh, yeah. So that's like, and it's scary when you bu- when you bust a bass string. That's mostly come from like from popping. Popping up and shit like that, or, or hammering just on, leaving them. old strings on. Uh, like, yeah, you so, know, so, yeah, like yeah, just, yeah. But yeah, to play in bass and like you just like oh these strings will last forever. It don't matter if they're rusty. I'll put some oil on them or something. And then, so and then it's. A, would you like? Do you have anything, Chuck? Anything along them lines? I was gonna. I was gonna. I, he made me think of the like when you break break a bass string. Like I don't. Uh, bass players will tell you, bro. That's scary, <laughs> but a good bass player will change the strings all the time, and shit, it, no, it doesn't happen. A good bass player is listen, put, I'm gonna put that. <laughs> good bass players always have a fresh pair of strings on because that's what makes it sound good. But at the same time, you get all that I dead. You can't skin. play with fresh strings, or you're not supposed to play with fresh strings. Yeah, I mean, but not not old strings, you know. Okay, not, okay. You know, you know, not completely fresh. It's like a but dude, bass strings are expensive. They're twice as expensive as guitar strings. Oh, that's a bigger gauge. Yeah, it's twice as much metal. Yeah, yeah. What kind of uh, strings do you like to use? Just regular round, like nickel wound. Like I don't. I'm like I'm the least bougie bass player. I, I am a bad bass player when it comes <laughs> to to gear and stuff. Man, like honestly, I just. I don't know. I've never really explained it like this, but I've just I love the idea of just being able to plug into something, turn it up, and start playing, and just deal with whatever the sound is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And like, um, you know, obviously you don't want to do that before a big show, but like right now I'm I play with a a. a, a cheap amp from Guitar Center. It probably cost me 150 200 maybe 200 I think it was a $100 amp. Pretty sure. Anyways, I just, I mean, I just plug in. I don't have pedals or anything. I just plug in and I roll the, roll the knobs. I'm sorry. I roll the knobs. You got that bright setting on it? No, I mean, you don't come with a bright? Yeah, I know what you mean. No, yeah. it doesn't have that. Uh, but, yeah, I just roll it up and play, and then adjust accordingly. I'm uh, I'm still working on uh, like different bass sounds, but I I think it all comes with different gear, you know. And I I, I finally I found an amp uh, when I when I played at summer camp this year with Mike Dillon. I was gonna ask you about that too, dude. Uh, I played with Mike Dillon, and uh, one of the backing amps um, was this crazy. I don't, I don't even know the name of it. I got um, I got it written down, but it was finally I got an amp that I like to mess with because I don't like too many knobs and too many settings on shit. You know, I think that's so unnecessary, bro. Just give me like, 
I don't like too few either, but like just the perfect amount. It's weird, man. I, and I don't like a bunch of shit that I gotta put on stage and like plug into. I'm not a guitar player, bro. I'm a drummer first. So like mainly I'm just I just give me shit that I can bang on and beat, you know, and and that's why how I feel about bass too. I treat bass like drums. And I don't treat drums well either. I'm working on like like actually curating a set. I just have a bunch of drum pieces that I just piece together drum kits whenever I can. But I'm working on like buying a certain snare. I just bought a snare. It was a pork pie snare. Uh, and I paid a good bit for it. But that's what I'm trying to do. I'm gonna get a snare, like, and then I'm gonna like go find like this perfect kick drum at a at a vintage store or, or, or uh, like a pawn shop, and I'm gonna buy that kick drum, you know. And then that kick drum that I love, I'm like, all right, this is the one. So I'll put that together, and then grab a tom drum that I find some uh, some random vintage kit, you know, grab that. And then eventually I have this Frankenstein kit that I love the sound of, you know. I feel like it, I don't know, have you, you, you have a whole drum set that you've been playing or you always had like a Frankenstein kit that you've made? Cause I've been playing with this Remo kit that was uh, given to me and it was a uh, Mean Willie Green's old kit. It's given to me by uh, Fish, a buddy of mine. And um, it's the heaviest drum kit I've ever carried no in my shit. life. Yeah. <laughs> At Remo usually makes uh, drum skins and uh, this is a, like one of the last kits that they made, I'm sure. You know, it had to be made in the like late 80s 90s whatever but it's so heavy heaviest kid i've ever felt I swear it's made of steel or lead is it what type of wood is it is it just a wood heavy i don't know you can take I'll, I'll let you take a look at it bro i don't even know man but, uh, I, don't like know. I don't have any information dude what do you want to know i got you <laughs> Hey, uh, I know we ain't done it yet, but y'all need to go check out the website, www.thirdcoastpodcast.com. On all streaming platforms, you can find us. And shout out to Podcast Republic for being the three percenters right now and listening to us. Because what y'all came that? out of nowhere, and we appreciate that. Of our uh, what is Podcast Republic? It's a, like a streaming platform. Uh, I guess they... Stream like, like podcasts. Uh, it's one of those uh, like third party subsidiary like little small companies that stream along with Anchor. I guess to help the load on the internet or whatever. But they're the three percenters. They came out of nowhere here recently, so we we shout out y'all. Three percent. Three percent, man. It's better than no percent. So. And Fed the Void, October 1st and 2nd. Oh, I yeah. took all. No, it's going to pop like, off. That's, that's, like, that's like, what, three weeks, two and a half day. weeks, three weeks away? Yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm super excited. You got all your weird, sexy questions ready for all these people you got to interview, bro? We, we were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. We were, we, oh, I've been needing to do some fucking homework, man. Cause like, there's a, dude, we got some shit on our... Uh, th- this motherfucker has loaded up our shit, so... We got, yeah, we got no, dude. Shit y'all got no. It's gonna be great, dude. Just be yourselves, man. We're, uh, Let them take over, man. Well, I uh, I'm gonna go ahead just to to see if anybody even 
has been listening this far or catches it. But the main thing that I want to ask people this year, and like, you know, I just want to walk around with just like a blank composition book, and then just like, why are you here? Like, <laughs> ask people like, why are you here? And they can just be anonymous or just leave just their first name. But I just want to just, and that was something else I wanted to do is actually have a couple of interviews with, you know, just attendees, people, mm-hmm. people who are just coming. That's not an artist, not a vendor, don't know nobody. Yeah. Those well, people, those guys. Like, hey. Y'all got like 15 interviews lined up with artists, huh? Yeah. Oh, well. No, but no. I, I want to go, but I want to <laughs> go around with the, with the composition book and just like freely ask, ask people, like, hey, why are you here? What you doing? Yeah. We ain't gonna have time. I don't know, like, what brought you here? Like, you know, like, what, you know, like, what's the underlining reason? Just like, are you here to enjoy yourself? That's all you need to know, you know? You know, you know what's the bad thing about that too, Kobai? It's like, That's we have, hot, no, we have 15 interviews lined up. This is not, uh, just like 15 single people. There's gonna be like four yeah, to shit. five to six people that will come to each interview so that's gonna be pretty dope yeah we got chairs and tables and we're gonna have snacks and (laughs) gotta have chairs we're gonna have free koozies stickers magnets we need chairs we're gonna be having guests on the ground and shit i'm just concerned about chairs spaghetti might be in the process who knows who the fuck cooking noodles no i can't wait to listen to all these interviews bro they're gonna be so gold it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's yeah. gonna be good. Instant don't don't do happen. not overstress yourselves about this, man. All these people that are playing are gonna be just super cool, bro. Just like literally, just meet them. Where you from? What's your name? That's that's all I want to know, man. And like, just I have a piece because like now we have a website, uh, thirdcoastpodcast.com. Need to, you know, we're we're in the process of bettering ourselves as a podcast throughout all all of the platforms of social findings <laughs> online yeah <laughs> however the kids say it nowadays yeah dude but uh they just be like a you know a log of the event something to, to sit back and read on one day you know 15 years down the road just ask the that's the only personal question i got just what brought you here you know yeah no i love it yeah I love it, dude. Yeah, man. Anything else anybody needs to add to this? Nah, man. We yeah, I think we're going on about a little over an hour now. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, shit, let's get on oh. to uh, our ender. Huh? Our ender? Yeah. Go, go ahead. ender. Oh, uh, we got... Uh, hey, hold up. Is that what you wrote on that piece of paper over there? Nah, man. I just kept, like, uh, crucial points because I've been drinking with you and your dad for the Saints <laughs> game. <So laughs> these are just things I, I knew I would have forgotten. Did you spell it K-R-U-C-I-A-L? Crucial points? Oh, this is episode oh, 30. Dude. We didn't say I wouldn't it. even be spelling it. That's what it's called, crucial points. Crucial points. Locked and loaded. Saved. Yeah. I wish I was a DJ. But, uh... Episode Oh, episode 130 is concluding with <laughs> the band Loudness War with yeah. the song Simolina. They're from Baton Rouge, and all the shows that they have lined up for the rest of the month, all the proceeds are uh, donating towards relief from Hurricane Ida. So everybody go check them out. They got some shit. Uh, they played this past weekend in New Orleans. They got some uh, some other ones, I think, maybe in New Orleans, too, some shows in... Maybe Baton Rouge. 
but just uh, follow them at uh, Loudness War Band on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, I can't know. Uh, Bandcamp, yeah, yeah, Bandcamp. Uh, and you can go Spotify. I can't wait to hear these dudes. Dude, they're fucking they're great. Gonna, they're going to rip. They're fucking a- great. They're yeah. playing the Avons in the wood stage. They're right going next. to rip, bro. You see, that's why, like, also, like, I'm super glad we got our interviews set up for, like, like, earlier in the day instead of, like, during the middle of everything. That way we can just, like, have our own time to l- listen to just, I don't know, man. I'm learning this year. This yeah. year's the one. Yeah. This year's the one, man. It's going to fucking make next year. It's going to be more beneficial for us. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think it's going to benefit everybody. We keep growing, man. Hey, we uh we old and shit doing this. It's cool. That's what I want, man. Yeah. This is our history that we conduct. Yeah. I don't I don't mind doing this forever. It's not a bad thing. Rock and roll. We just bad people doing a good thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, some of us are good people doing good things. <laughs> oh man. I'm just trying. I'm just trying. So, uh Where's wisdom? Yeah, we can. Any words of wisdom, Chuck? Words of wisdom. No. You know, uh, you know I, I think I might have a little something, Koba. I'm drawing a blank on the words um, of wisdom, man. I'm, uh, that, uh, don't be afraid. To step forward and do something that someone refused to do. Because sometimes a door closes for someone but opens for you. And it can be a great opportunity. Don't be afraid to take a next step. I guess. In lamest terms. I love that. Keep the beer cold. Keep partying to you old. Keep the crickets in the dark. Fuck them crickets, man. <laughs> I'm going to use them motherfuckers to go fishing with. Oh, man, I didn't talk about our fishing trip. We'll do that next time. I just, I just caught, I just went fishing yesterday. Just say, one, what's the biggest fish y'all caught? That drum? We had caught a uh, all limit, limit, red drum. And, uh, you know, people don't generally keep the big ones. Because of cleaning the the red meat off okay. of them, you usually it's a keep big fish, right? like uh, the uh, the limit length is like sixteen inch, but ours the biggest one is probably about like that, probably about like three and a half feet. Jeez. They're beautiful fish, man. I got pictures on my phone, but uh, anyway, I'm done. Throw coast out, son. Chuck, love you, boys. Man. Yeah, I love you too, man. Thank you for joining us, bro. Bless and you Joe, boys. thank you, man. Bless you too, Bubba, and love. Uh, uh, everybody again, there goes podcast at all platforms. Check out the Iceman special on everything. Just Google it. Uh, Fed Devoid coming. Uh, you can still buy a ticket at feddevoid.com, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Feddevoid.com. Fuck it up and fuck it off, man. Catch me next time, not after a Saints game. Yeah, oh, dude, we're suited up and suited out, man. Suited up, suited out, suited and booted. What it do, Gators? This is Third Coast Podcast, and we out this piece. I love all y'all, 
and enjoy your night. And then you just like escalated into like a gumbo pot of just us being too stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I, was beautiful. I, 